When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a Carabao Cup special of the Tripe Supper. I'm Dom Shaw here with Anthony Vickers and Phil Talentire and we're all buzzing for the Carabao we're Cup. We're on the road we? to Wembley. <laughs> um, every week when the Carabao Cup rolls around, it seems to be uh, uh, how many changes are going to be made. You see journalists, reporters from around the country come 6.45, don't you worry, it's seven changes here, eight changes there, 10, 11 changes. Roy Hodgson made eight last time at, um, at West Brom. They've won at Swansea and West Brom on the way to the to the last 16. Um, Tony Pulis has made changes as well. Both will make changes, but then I always think when you get to this stage, the fourth round, it is that balance now because you do start to think, well, hold on. Yeah, home tie against Palace. I mean, to me, the, the quarterfinals knocking on the door, it's, there'll always be a reason why you should rest plays or whatever you want to call it or, or, play, or, or dip into the squad uh, for a cup tie. But I don't know. I mean, I think from, I think I certainly think for the sort of the the teams that are currently in the Premier League, um, I'm not suggesting they're or, you know whether they're in it or not, but the teams like Burnley, for example, are having a good season, and um, there's teams in the past have made wholesale changes when they've got close to this, you know, um, part of the competition. You think, well, what you're in it for? It's a chance for some glory, you know. Look at Borough's long, long history, one cup to to shout about, and I think for most of us, that 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 day at the Millennium Stadium will be the you know the, the 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 day we always remember maybe it's about above everything else so i get why managers you know at the end of the day managers are on such a, a short leash these days aren't they in terms of you know the job and you know a couple of bad results and you you suddenly worried for your future so i do think that both managers will make a lot of changes for this game but it, it's I sad think really you can understand i think there's why. a big difference between chelsea and liverpool and man united making a load of changes and the, the players that come in are uh, have got names like excellent Scrabble scores that you've never heard of, and and they probably never never hear of them again until they pop up playing for Boreham Wood. Uh, a, a club like Borough, that the making the changes is a chance to give those people on the fringes some serious action. The likes of Grant Ledbetter and uh, Lewis Wing and uh, Danny Bart and people like that 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 haven't been getting first team action, but they are members of the first team squad. So I think it's important for someone like. Uh, like Tony Pulis to actually get some of those players some serious pitch time and the other thing at this stage um, and you used to get this with Arsene Wenger when he played his kids and used to get the semi-finals the year when Borough beat them uh, and he'd always get asked wouldn't he every year are you going to start introducing the big guns now but you know if those players get you that far and the players who have played for Borough in the round so far have have done a decent job the likes of Ashley Fletcher um, I know Rudy Stead played in the last round he's played a lot more since Ashley Fletcher Lewis Wing Marcus Tavernier they'll almost feel well we got you here we deserve the chance to to carry on this run yeah I mean the Borough's team's evolved Uh, the first first round obviously he he threw in all the kids there were seven debuts that night six of them were academy lads uh, and uh, that included the youngest ever Borough player in, in Nathan Wood, who was 16 years and 75 days. Uh, that team hasn't featured since. In the game since then, it has been the likes of Grant Ledbetter and Ashley Fletcher, uh, uh, McQueen and McNair have played. So it, it's, it has been a relatively strong squad in the last two games. 
Uh, I was talking to the Palace writer from Football London earlier this week and said, um, you know, is, is there any element of excitement at that end yet? Are they starting to wonder, you know, could this be our year? And he said, no, because there are too many decent teams left in. What you do want, I mean, it was Liverpool, Chelsea in the earlier stages, wasn't it? You do want a few draws like that, don't mm. you, to open it up. Um, but if you get to the quarterfinals, you know, Nottingham Forest are playing Burton Albion tonight, you're, you're a nice draw away from thinking... You know, we're, we're in the, the last four here, well, and then you do sold Bristol City last year. That, well, that's that, that goes, it can happen. That's what it goes back to what I was saying before. Like, for a team like Palace, who are never going to win the league, being brutally honest, I know everyone said that about Leicester as well, but I can't see Palace ever win the league, certainly not in our lifetime. Um, even the FA Cup's nearly out of reach of just about everybody but the top four or five clubs. That is their possible one chance of a great, glorious moment. You know, the, the, I know they had an FA Cup final a few years ago, didn't they? And then they had another one in the 90, early 90s as well. Uh, that's a club that doesn't win trophies. And so you, th- you kind of think from you know, Roy Hodgson's perspective, I know they're only about three points off the bottom three, but I, th- I think Palace should be OK this season. Uh, in in the league, you know, I just think you know why not go for it. Um, I do. I buy the I buy the argument to an extent about you know those players are in the squad, therefore they should be good enough. But I think for someone like Borough, you know, it's it's a difficult one because I think he will, as you say, he'll probably make half a dozen changes. I would think at least. But I can look at some of those players need to be shown who played on Saturday against Derby and against Rotherham. They need to put a performance in to keep their place. So, but don't the others? who, you know, Borough haven't been playing that well of late, despite the fact they're third. Don't the others deserve the chance to say, well, hold on, the others aren't reaching well, the standards. Well, the first well, team players aren't reaching the standards they did at the start well, of the I season. The, the likes of, of Lewis Wing, you know, to, yeah. to get the chance to well, show, well, but we, should, we should be back in the well, team. Well, I, I don't think you should wait for cup ties for that. I think there's, there's no argument that some players in the team at the moment aren't at the top of the game and not playing at their best. Um, that's obviously not deliberate. It might be tactically, it might be whatever. But there's certainly a case for some of those players who have impressed in the... I don't think you should wait for a cup tie to be given a chance. Because what does it tell you at the end of the day? If, 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 Lewis, if Lewis Wing or Marcus Tavernier has another good game against Palace if they play, what does it tell us that we already don't know? Uh, you know, because it's probably going to be Pal- Pal- Palace's second string to the best, you know, as I say, it'll make eight, nine changes. What does that really tell us that we didn't already know? We're not going to find out how good those players are to get a chance. I don't get so much the, the, the big sort of argument that Fletcher deserves his chance because he's been doing okay. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, he had his chance last season and, and, and couldn't really take it, although it probably wasn't in his best position. But I do think there are players like Tavernier, for example, certainly deserves a place on the bench and given 10, 15 minutes. But then it goes back to what we've spoken about in this format before, is that that isn't the way Tony Pioli's plays in the last 15, 20 minutes when he's chasing the game. It's a different kind of approach, isn't it? So, But I, I know what you're saying, uh, you know, the, the, those lads have deserved an opportunity to stay in the team, but I think they've also deserved an opportunity to get a little bit more of a sniff than they've already had. On, on Ashley Fletcher, Vic, uh, a couple of questions. A, you know, Pulis every week is talking about the fact Borough aren't taking the chances. Fletcher scores a hat-trick for the 23s on, on Friday night against Newcastle. Will he be looking in and thinking, well, if the strikers aren't taking the chances, when do I get my chance to show that I can? Second question, if he's not going to start, should Fletcher maybe considered as a sub? Because he does offer something different to Hugo Lungestead. He's, he's, he's quicker, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's more direct. He's fast. He seems to uh, make good runs. Uh, being a striker is a confidence game, isn't it? And in his career at Borough, he's, he's certainly... 
has never been able to take any confidence from either scoring or getting a long run of uh, games in, in the, the team or even the confidence that the manager really fancies him. I mean, that must weigh on a player. But on the other, the other hand, I mean, chances come, come along very rarely when you're in that situation. You've got to grab them. I mean, if he's scoring goals in the 23s, he's probably you know, got a little bit of a buzz about him. Uh, it, if, if he can go out there and, and score goals against Palace as well, I mean, that, that's got to count in his favour. At some point in football, you get a break, whether it's because of an injury crisis or whatever, and you have to take it. And you have to be up to speed, which means that games like this, uh, competitive games against you know, real teams, are more used to him than playing in the academy. You know, he, he'll, he'll get more out of playing in a game like this than, than running rings around an 18-year-old who's playing their first game for, for whatever reasons, you know, Burton Academy. The, but the bottom line is, chances come and you have to snatch them because football is a, a very precarious game. Uh, managers are fickle, everything's results-based. Uh, if you don't take your chance, someone else might. There's people that sort of been knocking on the door of the, the first team that, that I think need are more important that they have a good show than the likes of Ashley Fletcher. And I'm thinking like you know, Jordan Hugill, who has arrived at this club with big hopes, big ambitions. Could do with a goal. He's desperate for a goal. Desperate for a good performance, a good 90 minutes, because you know he's never really been up to speed. He hasn't played a lot of football this year. Didn't play back end of last season. Didn't have a pre-season. He's only shown it in little flashes while he's been here. And ironically, in, in the League Cup, he's done well. But he needs a big performance. Um, on, on Hugel, I know we talked about it um, before the last for the last Carabao Cup game when Rudy Gested was coming in. To me, it feels now like only a matter of time before Gested starts and before Gested becomes the first-choice striker again. It's interesting that he, he's been, the, or he was against Derby, the first part of call from the bench and, and Hugel was left, you know, three subs made, Hugel was left, was left on the bench. Does he, does he play on Wednesday night or has is, is, is Gested gone beyond that stage now of getting back up to speed and do you keep him for, for Saturday at Stoke? Oh, I would... Um... Well, I think it goes back. We're talking about players knocking on the door and giving Fletcher a chance and things like that. The, the, if, if we're looking at the bigger picture, it's critical that Tony Pulis gets more out of whoever plays up front. I don't think Borough aren't scoring goals because the strikers aren't good enough. Um, John Hugel's a little bit of a special case because he, he had that injury, didn't he? And he's never really had a chance to get a run of games since he's come to Middlesbrough. So I totally agree that he could do with a good 90 minutes against Palace. Um, the problem for me isn't isn't the strikers. You know, you could play Ashley Fletcher up the front. You could play whoever you wanted up front. But at the moment, Borough just aren't creating, and they're not get they're not getting the best out of those players. And and and, and getting the best out of a talent like Britta Sombolonga is absolutely critical. He looks shorn of confidence. Um, uh, we saw that Hugel got a little bit of hammer after his performance against Nottingham Forest after taking ninety minutes of an absolute punishment from a very experienced defence. Um. You, you know, you can you can talk about, you know, I hear stories about Borough going out and buying strikers in January. First, I mean, whether or not they can do that, you know, whether they've got the money to do that, whether or not the player's available. You can't just keep buying strikers. You've got to start using the ones you've got. And, you know, I, I thought we might have seen a bit more of... Uh, I know he's been injured, but just said... Um, clearly Pulis liked the look of him last season, didn't he? And funny enough, I thought he had his best game for me. The match he got injured, that put him out for the rest of the season. Um so I think Tony Pulis probably 
feels like he wants to go that way and, and, and play with a Rudy Gisted up top. But then he's going to need help, isn't he? Is it Whoever plays up the top is going to need help. Is it concerning for Hugo that he isn't playing as much because you know he, he will be up to speed now? He's, you know, he's been here for, what, a couple of months? Yeah. Um, he's had a, he's had a couple of international breaks to, to focus on getting match sharp. Um, I kind of assumed that he'd be the nailed-on number one by now, but that's not the case and could argue that he's down to third choice. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd assume that as well. Uh, we know it's a difficult role that he plays with your back to goal against monster centre-backs that are climbing all over you. It's, it's really tough. Whoever plays up there needs support. And the games he's played in, I don't think he's had that. So I don't think we've seen him play to his potential. Uh, I don't think we've seen Rudy Gostet play to his potential either because similar sort of thing, you're isolated. It's a very, very difficult job to do. I mean, I agree with Phil. It's about it's about getting the best out of your component parts. Uh, earlier in the season, when they were playing with the wing backs, there was a lot of good balls into the box, and they were playing with two two front men. It was British Sunderlander and, and Martin Braithwaite because that's all he had really due to injuries, and whether it was through uh, necessity or or conviction or whatever, that those two looked like they were forming a partnership. Uh, since the formations changed and there's more people to pick from, and the manager's been chopping and changing, I don't think we've seen a partnership. I don't think we've seen a coherent system up in, you know, in, in the top end that looks like it's going to impose itself. There's been flashes. There's been times when there's been a lot of ball in the box and Borough have created chaos. Uh, but we haven't seen a coherent performance at, at, at the, the sharp end and that's the, the real concern Is there a, a partnership or a combination that you'd like to see given a run of three or four games? Uh, we haven't seen in any great length Hugel and Braithwaite because obviously Braithwaite was sat in the departure lounge for a, for a while as Hugel first came in uh, I don't think we, have we seen them for 90 minutes? I don't think we have have we? Uh, it, it might be nice to see that tried out and given time to bed in but you know it's a results case a results based game and you, you know you, what you don't get is time to, for these things to bed in because the pressure is always on for results and and if you play Braithwaite off a striker mention wing backs there where do you play Downing is it does it then become a four or do you play Downing as a wing back is that that's the issue isn't it at the minute the the kind of accommodating Bessich House and Clayton Downing yeah exactly that is the and issue, then trying to accommodate put Braithwaite in, then you need to sacrifice a defender and yeah. go back to a flat-back four. So, so where does Downing fit in if you were playing Braithwaite? Well, in early season, he, he did actually play as a wing-back a few times. And he played inside as, as, a, as a more creative midfielder. I'm happy to see him in either of those roles. But I think it has to be resolved how you're going to get some bite into the team. And if it's a question of deciding the shape and some people have to drop out, then so be it. I was just going to say, I think it's slightly concerning that Tony Pulis said on Saturday that he wanted the team to start on the front foot and take the game to Derby, and yet they didn't do that. And that's, that's strange, isn't it, for a manager to say he wanted his team to play one, one way, and they didn't. He kind of, well, who's to blame for that? Were they caught out by Derby? Were they just a little bit tentative? And they knew what they were going to get from Derby. I mean, I, I can't they? believe Borough didn't make more of the fact that they were awful playing the ball out from the back if you pressed them. The keeper was a, had a mistake in him every time he kicked the ball. Their back line looked... To hit it long, the moment Borough pressed them to any great extent back in their own third. And once a team starts hitting it long when they try and play it out, you nearly always win back possession. So 
that was that was curious to, 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 to know why the players aren't putting into practice the manager's wishes. Um, Marcus Wing, sorry, not Marcus Wing. Well, it is the amalgamation. It is the amalgamation of them both. Um, in 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 our mentions on Gazette Borough at the minute, any time you kind of mention any team selection or anything, it's it's you know why aren't you asking the manager about Marcus Wing or a new or yeah. a new uh, combination yeah. about um, Lewis Wing or Marcus Tavernier? I was talking to the lads at BBC Tees and they say that you know after the game that their tweets or messages are, are full of those two names as well. Um, th- there does seem to be a little bit of, of the Adam Forshaw about him in mean, that the stocks rise in every week when they're not well, playing. Well, he has, but, he but is, is, he, the, is, is the clamour for them to be involved even from the bench understandable, do you think? Yeah, a little bit because it's the, the, old, the old adage that you're a better player not when you're not in the team. There's a, there's, there's that, that's part of it. But there's also the fact that when they have played um, fleetingly as it is, they've done well, particularly wing. He kind of, you know, made the system work in the first yeah. few matches. I know he didn't play in every game, but in those that, that middle section of the first five games, you know, and, and the impact the impact those two made at Millwall can't be understated. No, I agree. They, they came on came on the pitch full of belief and desire and yeah. nothing to lose. But and, it was the urgency. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. yeah they, you know, and Tavernier created the first one. Wing created the second one with his long range, you know, shot that deflected to George. So there's certainly a case that they should be on the bench. I, I, I think that you know, that you know, as I said before, a Tavernier coming on and running at a tired fullback for the last twenty minutes would frighten the life out of them. I think the other thing is as well, we do ask about players. I think the, the idea that we don't ask, you know, we we ask we ask the question, you know, fairly early on about Lewis Wing and Marcus Tavernier, and you get the answer, and the manager's made his. You know, there's no point asking the question every week because the manager's made it crystal clear that he doesn't think they're better than the players he's picking. It's it's a no-brainer. If he thought they were better players, if he genuinely believed they were better players, they'd be in the team. Now, we have our own thoughts as to why they maybe is not further up the pecking order than they should be. And, and, and I think we all partly agree that he wants to see how his signings do. But but above and beyond that, um, you know, we you know you can only ask a manager a couple of times about players why they're not in and around the squad before he loses his temper and says, you know, I pick the team, you don't pick the team, and and you know, there's nothing a manager hates more than being told who he should pick. Yeah. It's not just about individuals, is it? It's not just yearning for the, the players. It's the fact that they were identified with that opening phase of games where Borough looked like they were really balanced, and they did, they were part of making that wing back system work, especially wing because. It, he played with a, a, an energy and an intensity that suited the mood of the moment. Borough went into that season hyper-fit, having come back from Austria, and they started those games. Every game was really high tempo, and we were, we were quite surprised at not only the tempo that they were playing at, but the fact that they could sustain it because they were so fit, and you could see other teams wilting under the pressure. Uh, and th- those players were associated with that. Uh, at, at the time, the manager was picking from a very, very limited pool because that's what he had. And as soon as the uh, signings started to come in, especially towards the loan deadline day when he brought in Savile and Bezic, it was always going to be a question of you know, whether they could survive the squeeze of, uh, when, he, when he had the luxury of choice. And obviously, he's brought in the, the Bezic and Savile because he thinks they're better players, like you say. And it, it's lo- in the long term, they will be part of his first choice team and at the moment they still haven't quite bedded in because it's been chopping and changing international breaks poor results put pressure on you to change the, change the system maybe uh, when when wing was was really ripping it up 
the whole team was performing. And that's the key. It's not about individuals, it's about the team. I think the, the, the balance was right, the intensity was right, and they, they had a bit of a buzz because they were getting results. And, and anyone is going to look a better player in those circumstances. I, I, I don't believe, you know, we don't see him often enough. You know, it's a big ask for Marcus Tavernier to be the winger that Borough are crying out for. But given the fact that Tony Pulis has made such a song and dance about the lack of width, it does make you wonder why he hasn't given him, say, 45 minutes in a match that's fairly, you know, where, where, where the team isn't playing as well as he'd like. You know, go, go, go almost orthodox. Play, play maybe he's down and out wide on one side and Tavernier down the other side. Maybe he's pushed Braithwaite in to help the striker and, and see how that works and, and play with almost a, a 4-1-4-1 or whatever, or 4-1-3-2, whatever you, you want to call it. Um, so I think that, you know there there are options, but he would just point out and say, "Look, the lad's incredibly raw. It's only six months since he was at where it was at MK Dons and barely getting a kick." So, you know, we love to see players with these little cameos when they look like world beaters. But it's another thing for them to come in the team and carry the team, which which a wide player has to do. He has to be that outlet. He has to he has to show for the ball and you know and do it for do it from the start of a match not just when they come on with nothing to lose for 10 minutes to go Pulis was saying after the game against Derby that he wants more individual ability in the in the front third um so that's clear that the type of player he's going to go for in January it's no secret is it we know what he wanted in the yeah. summer and he didn't quite get but does that mean that the likes of Tavernier wing will go out on loan possibly uh their their development obviously depends on game time and some managers like to have players around the first team squad thinking they'll learn more that way. Uh, they'll have the, the, the ideology and, and methodology drilled into them if they're with the club. Uh, but there comes a point where someone needs to be getting competitive pitch time. Uh, in the past, I think Borough have done quite well in putting people out on loan and, and seeing them develop. And Lewis Wing is a case in point. What level would you pitch him? Because Wing was very, very impressive at Yeovil last year, wasn't he? I was talking to the lad who covers Yeovil um, only recently, and he was saying that, that he, re- he said Alex Patterson's been impressive this season there, but he said Wing really did you know, take it by storm last season. But Top end of League One or, or even, even Championship? Uh, there's an argument that you should probably not put him in the Championship because you don't want to be uh, strengthening a rival. Strengthening a rival. It's a question of whether, whether you're going to get game time, really, isn't it? In, in a system that suits Borough. You know, you don't want someone going to learn a completely different type of football. Uh, Yeovil were desperate to get him back. Then they, they registered their interest very early on, as did a host of other clubs. And Borough indicated then that they didn't want him at League Two. They saw him as stepping up at, at least one more level. So, yeah, possibly he'd go out on loan. Uh, Last time he went, he came back a better player, having had a lot of pitch time, uh, being in an environment around people who are, whose uh, mortgage payments depend on the, the, the result. Uh, getting some of the harsh realities of football and, and maturing as a, as a person and a player and learning the trade. And that sometimes is as important as learning technical things about the game. And uh, over the years, Borough have benefited from, from using loans, loans wisely but you do have to make sure that they're going to get, go into a team where they are going to further their development uh, and they're going to come back better players yeah because Dale Fry um, when Rotherham were here at the last week you, you, you forget that Fry went there and it didn't work out for him Alan Stubbs was the manager then and it was a rough old season for him wasn't it and, and Stubbs came and went and Fry started the season in the team but then dropped out and he ended up coming back midway through the season and 
I saw Karanka was a gaffer at the time and clearly felt that Fry was better at Rockcliffe, yeah. surrounded by people at the club who know him than at Rotherham and not playing. Um, Fry's come on leaps and bounds. I meant to ask Paul Warren about him afterwards, didn't get round to it, um, just what he was like then around the place. But it, it, it's been a, quite a queer season in some senses for Fry, hasn't it? In that, although he's probably been one of Borough's best players, he's often been the one who's been yeah. taken out when Pulis has been making changes. The, every time when he's dropped out, the reaction is unlucky, unlucky, Fry's unlucky, yeah. Fry's unfortunate. Pulis says the same. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to Lewis Wick, I mean, that, that uh, he, he hasn't been dropped out for any. any reasons of his own performance it's been a change in shape change in system and you can understand that the manager wants uh, Flint and Ayala as his centre-backs they're more experienced uh, maybe they offer more in dead ball situations uh, but I, I mean I, I do think Fry has impressed this season and when they're three at the back and the shape was was working well uh, he was carrying the ball out with a confidence and composure that you know belies his age uh, very, very composed on the ball, uh, happy with the ball at his feet. He can carry it forward, pick out a pass. We, we've seen him put a couple of Hollywood balls in 13, 40 yards onto someone's toes. So he clearly has that skill set. Uh, he was one of the ones that really benefited from the, from the use of the wing-backs early on. Do you think he benefited as well, uh, having watched him play this season, and, and Leeds especially, you know, in the cauldron that was Alan Road that night when he was bringing the ball out of defence? He, he played in midfield a couple of times in pre-season. Do you think that's given him the confidence to, to think, you know, I can, I can play the game. I, you know, I, I, I am comfortable stepping forward and stepping out. I think that was probably a recognition by the manager who sees him in training as to what he can do. I mean, obviously, uh, you think of defenders as, as being safety first and hoofing the ball forward because that's part of the, part of the training that they get. But you forget that these people actually when they were at school, they were the best person in their school team. They were good players before they became uh, specialist defenders. Yeah. They were the ones that really stood out on a football pitch. Uh, David Wheater, before he became a defender, was a 60-goal-a-season striker at uh, Red Car Athletic. Uh, 55 of them were headers. <laughs> uh, but they, they are good players. And I think we've seen with Dale Fry this season that he's technically very gifted, but also confident on the mm, ball. Yeah, and that's a good combination. I've heard people comparing him to Gary Pallister in the way that, that, you know, the, the way that he, he does make those forward runs. Uh, we saw the one a couple of weeks back where, where it was a, a rugby league run almost and he was barging through tackles. So he's, he's physical as well as being uh, confident with the ball at his feet. Yeah, I've really enjoyed watching Fry. Um, back to where we started, cup game tomorrow night, Crystal Palace. Like we said, that they are likely to make changes they have in previous rounds. But the last game at West Brom, although he made eight changes, the team included the likes of uh, Patrick Van Arnold, Andros Townsend, Max Meyer, Jason Punch, who obviously Pulis was keen on in the summer, Alexander Sorloth, the £9 million striker, hasn't exactly taken off yet. The one at Swansea in the second round, West Brom in the third round, and, and the lad who covers them said they did very professional jobs there. What, what type of game are we expecting, do you reckon, on Wednesday night? Uh, it's obviously the biggest challenge so far. Every round so far, Borough have stepped up the division. League 2, League 1, Championship, Premier League. It's probably asking a, a, a Borough to step up, which is probably good. You know, it's good to have a challenge. I think it's probably easier to motivate a team when they know that it's a challenge than it is to... Uh, you know, the, the uncertainty of playing a team from a lower division sometimes, maybe a bit of complacency, maybe the manager makes more allowances in his team selection. Uh, they'll know that they have to be on their game against Premier League players. Uh, but also, I think 
probably, there's probably a sense within the club that everyone knows that they need a good performance at home. Uh, four games now without a goal, other than the, the own goal. Uh, some pretty stodgy performances at home and the crowd are getting a little bit tetchy because you know there's been a lack of creativity, a lack of entertainment, uh, sometimes perceived lack of ambition. I think everyone in the club knows they need something. They need a spark, they need a rousing performance uh, and they need, they'll need to, to raise the bar against a very good team. Here's hoping it comes against Crystal Palace on Wednesday night. Follow us for all the build-up throughout the day on Wednesday and we'll obviously be live on the blog on the night. Cheers, Vic. Cheers, Phil.